We're going to have our Bible reading uh, now, and uh, so I'd like to invite the three readers to come out, please. It's um, a dramatised reading. I'm not expecting you to act out the story, but to read. So uh, Edna will narrate, and then Marina, um, uh, she's a a woman. Um, (laughs) um, Steve's a man. (laughs) But Steve is Jesus. Okay. Um, and uh, Marine, uh, uh, Marina's, I, I'm not going to do the old joke, Marina's a, a Samaritan woman. But, um, and, uh, and so let's, let's hear this, this uh, reading. All of these words are, are from the, the, the Bible, from John chapter 4. Thank you. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact, It was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? as did also his sons and his flocks and herds. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband. You are right when you say that you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you have na- now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. 
for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. I who speak to you am he. So let's examine that biblical story and see what it meant then and then I'll see what it means to us. So Jesus was going to Galilee and he had to go through the area of, uh, of Samaria and hence he came upon a Samaritan woman. Now, just a couple of little notes. Jesus was tired now, right at the start of John's Gospel, it talks about the Word became flesh and all the, the, the stuff about Jesus being the Son of God and the Messiah, and that's emphasized in this reading as well. But also, this reading just illustrates that he was also fully human. He got tired. He met this Samaritan woman, and that was a great barrier as it says here, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And so just to, to explain that to you, that there was a, a historical division back in, in 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 1 to 24, we can read about this, where following the death of Solomon, the kingdom was divided, the south and the north. And the northern territory was assimilated by the Assyrians, who brought in people, and so there was a mixture of people, mixture of, of faith, and, and so for the, the group, which eventually became known as the Jews, they also f always felt that these people, the Samaritans, were sort of unpure and, uh, and not, not, not right, and so they, they just needed to be avoided. And so Jews did not associate with Samaritans. That's why the story of the Good Samaritan was such a, a powerful story then and still is, in that it was a shock to find a Good Samaritan from the Jews' perspective. And a woman, a Samaritan woman, now in those days, this is some rabbinical teaching. Now this is not, I must emphasize, particularly for Sally, this is not my views this is the views of the rabbinical teaching of those days. One should not talk with a woman on the street, not even his own wife. Certainly not with somebody else's wife. Okay. And then, it is forbidden to give a woman any greeting. So this was the teaching then. So Jesus was being radical in his uh, attitudes and, uh, and uh, perhaps if we put up the next slide, please. And this is a, a, a passage from Scripture. There is neither Jew nor Greek. In other words, there's not this racial, racial um, uh, sort of barrier. Slave nor free, this economic barrier. Male nor female, for all are one in Christ Jesus. And although this was written after the time of Jesus, it, it just um, uh, illustrated the gospel that Jesus was, uh, was illustrating there. 
Jesus talked to this woman. He, uh, he started off with the physical, give me a drink, but then uh, brought out a spiritual meaning. And they, uh, he sensed that they, perhaps he could use this, that there was a dryness there. And, and in today's society, there's lots of uh, perhaps areas of dryness spiritually, but I'm straying into how we can use this passage. He talked about the spring welling up to eternal life. And there's similarities with John chapter 3, the reading just before, where Nicodemus came to Jesus. And uh, then you'd got uh, the great line, thank you Colin, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The great gospel in a nutshell that Jesus shared with Nicodemus in chapter 3 and then shared with the Samaritan woman in chapter 4. He used uh, the illustration of the water and, and uh, the verse that I started the service off with, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. He brought a, a spiritual dimension into the conversation. And the woman was interested, give me the water. And then he said an interesting thing, go and call your husband. I wonder why he said that. I think it's because he had some spiritual insight. And then, I have no husband. Yes, you're right, because uh, you've been married five times and the present man is not your husband. There was something going on there. And, uh, and that, that spiritual insight just uh, amazed her. And uh, said, you, well, you must be a prophet. But then she perhaps, well, maybe tried to distract, distract him with the idea of this Samaritan Jew and where should we worship, which Jesus answered. But then he was able to uh, really cut to the main point when she said, I know that the Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And then Jesus said, I who speak to you am he. And then we could read on how she was, uh, she went around telling everybody about that she'd met with the Messiah and the good news spread. Thank you, Colin. So that was the story. But what can we learn from that story? The sort of so what? And Chick Yule, who we're, we're using as, as like a consultant, trying to advise us from his experience, is encouraging us uh, to, to think of so what? And that's why I interviewed Vanda and uh, thinking, so what? What difference does this make now for us in church? But what difference would this make this time tomorrow? Well, of course, one way to think about it, the next time we meet a Samaritan woman on our way to Galilee, drawing water from a well and we're thirsty, we can go up to her and we'll know the sort of conversation that we can have. So that might be useful if that's what we're doing this time tomorrow. But maybe that won't apply to many of us. Let's look at... Uh, I'm so glad somebody got the joke. That's um, good. Let's uh, look at, uh, at perhaps some of the general principles that uh, this encounter 
can teach us. Thank you. Jesus was relevant. He met the woman where she was. And that's important in our conversations. Whatever we're doing this time tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday, we meet people where they are. We listen to them. We listen to their stories. We try and take in something about their life and try and bring a relevant message of the gospel to them. Thank you. Jesus seemed to be natural in his, his manner and uh, it was just o- over a drink of water. And it may be tomorrow that you're sharing a cup of tea with somebody. Or maybe an exchange in the shop or, or in the office. Something that comes out of the natural day-to-day um, uh, meetings. That although I admire the courage of these people who stand on the street corners and, and, uh, and shout out a gospel message, I'm not sure whether it's effective. I think these more natural encounters are far easier and something we can all do. Thank you. Jesus used knowledge. He used the knowledge of the Samaritan situation. He understood. And it is good to know the Bible. It's good to know God's story. And that's helpful. But don't let that be a distraction. Oh, I don't know enough yet to share the gospel. That's not true. You can share something of your own story. And when you pray... God will help you. Thank you. But Jesus used the spiritual gift, the gift of knowledge, that he knew something about her life and a marital situation which made her think and made her react. This man knows something about it. Now you may say, well, that was Jesus. He was the son of God. He could do that sort of thing. But as Sally reminded us that in the Bible it teaches us that we can receive that Holy Spirit that we can do the same or greater than Jesus did it says in the Bible and we can pray Lord give us that insight and it may not be as dramatic as that but it may be a feeling a nudge Yesterday, if you were there at the wedding, I just felt a nudge that it shouldn't just be me praying for the bride and groom, but to invite others. And, uh, and I did, and others came, and, and sometimes just God gives us that nudge. But it may be, it may be that God gives us an insight into somebody, and, and we can perhaps maybe ask a question. That, How is your family? We may have had that insight that there's some family um, uh, trouble, perhaps, we just follow those nudges, follow that spiritual lead. It's not just about our abilities, but it's about what, how the Holy Spirit can, uh, can use us, cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Jesus had integrity. He, he knew that it mattered. Her, her life um, uh, wasn't perfect, and, it, and he was prepared to tackle that. And there needs to be this integrity rather than, oh, it's okay, you know, it's, uh, it's all right. Thank you. But he gave her a positive message. He gave her a, a way forward in her situation. And when we do share the gospel, don't be um, uh, sort of so scared or um, 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 
It's a very positive message that we can put forward. Something that's good news. And uh, a message that can be received with, with great joy and gladness. If, of course, we, we put it across in, in the right way. What we're presenting is a positive Christian message which people do want to hear. Thank you. Jesus was not sidetracked by this, this issue of Samaritans and Jews. He wanted to get to the main issue, and, and often people will sidetrack us, and um, sometimes they can be real, like, uh, well, what, what's the problem with all of the evil in the world? Why is there evil in the world? Now, that sometimes can be a real, real issue. Sometimes it can be a distraction that people are just trying to sort of put us off. When we share, just be aware of, and uh, uh, be aware of, of what God wants to, you to share. But also be relaxed. We don't have to do everything all at once. And if we get sidetracked or, or the people don't want to know anymore, that's fine, just leave it there. Just be aware spiritually, that's sensitive. That's fine, you can just have a, a quick conversation and that might be the important thing on that day. Thank you. And Jesus was compassionate. He genuinely cared for that woman. And that should be true of us. We genuinely care. We don't go up to someone and want to talk to them just for sort of evangelism fodder, but because of a genuine care and actually wanting to share something of their life. And if it doesn't lead to a, a spiritual conversation, well, maybe that's not important on that time. It's important to listen to their story. And I'll talk more about this in other weeks. Maybe we can share something of our story and bring our stories closer to God's story. And know something of the joy that we can have. Don't be um, uh, beaten up by this, but know something of the joy of sharing something of the faith. For example, oh, hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Richard. Yes. Um, uh, uh, Laurie, isn't it? It is. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Um, how's the family? Oh, fine. I'm lucky to see my grandchildren. They're not too far away. Good. Oh, it's really nice. And, and, and how are you, Laurie? Well, I'm, I'm fine. You don't sound so sure, Laurie. That, how are you really? Uh, well, I don't like to say, but I am really. A lot of debt and family problems, and it's just eating me up. Right. Well, thank Yes. Thank you for, for telling me that. And I don't know if you know, I, uh, I am a Christian, and, and I'll pray for you if, if that's so okay, uh, Laurie. And, uh, I'm a Christian too, but sometimes your faith goes in times of trouble. It's a bit dodgy. Right, yeah. Well, be, it's nice speaking to you, Laurie. God bless you. Thank you for asking. Okay. That little act acting there, thank you, Laurie. That I, I, again, I had warned her I wouldn't just pick on you. That, um, and, uh, but just a little encounter like that, using some of the principles uh, there of genuine concern, asking, and, uh, and, and then just responding to that. And just one little thing that 
Too often, perhaps, we say, oh, I'll be thinking about you. But that's not a Christian response. It's, I'll be praying for you. And, and then, of course, we need to actually do that and, uh, and, and pray. And uh, who knows where those, those encounters uh, lead to. And I could tell that she was getting a little bit upset. And, you know, not to pursue it, not to um, uh, overdo it. And, um, but just be sensitive to that. And then, then leave it at that. And maybe I might meet... Her, her again uh, another time. So these are some of the, the, the ways in which we can share the gospel. Why I was inspired to, to have this subject today, we've been having the back to church um, uh, uh, weeks, and, uh, and that's been good to do that. I, I put in the newsletter that I think, uh, well, over 400 different people have come through the church building in this past couple of weeks, which is is wonderful. But the real encounters are the one-to-ones. And when, uh, when we actually um, uh, meet with people and invite people and talk with people and share with people. And so I just wanted to encourage you to do that. And uh, so, as Andy Cameron was saying on, on Thursday at the elders' meeting, that I'm not expecting you to uh, to do to do things to, to do different things in the week but to do things differently just pray and uh, and then respond to what the lord says and i'll be interested as to uh, to what happens perhaps next week somebody might want to uh, to share something with me about what can happen when, uh, when we invite the Lord to help us to share. We've run out of time, Adam. Adam's got a great story about, about sharing. Maybe another week, do you think? <laughs> Can you give me five more minutes, or have you got to go... Come on, Adam. When I was um, working for Debenhams, um, I didn't really let people know I was a Christian. There was a few people that I knew from around the area which knew I came to the church, but I didn't really confess it until this day. Um, I was pondering around menswear, as you usually did, not doing much work. Um, pretending to ruffle a few rails um, and I saw a lady just looking round so I, I went up to her and I said you alright? and she, she just stood there as a, just a really blank look on her face I was like do you need a pair of socks or boxer shorts? and she said no my, my husband's just died I was like oh right um, and I was thinking well, what, what do I say next? and then suddenly out of my mouth came can I pray for you? And I, after I said it, I was like, wrong idea, I don't know what you're doing. Um, and she said, oh, that'd be really nice, thank you. So I thought when I said it, it would be later on. But then I heard a little voice, I'm presuming it was the Lord, say, you need to do it now, right where you are. And I was literally in the middle of the shop floor. So I started praying for her and I laid hands on her. And I must have gone on for about 10 minutes, not, not realising. 
and she finished and she started crying and weeping and it was so lovely that's what she said um, so off she went and I just stood there and I turned round and the whole of the menswear department <laughs> were, were lined up at the till point and I was like oh what do I do now so I went over and I said okay look guys I'm a, I'm a Christian I'm proud of it this is what I do and I gained so much respect from doing that but that was just a little I think that was a test from God really for for me and how to witness in difficult places um, but that's my little story which I, I really like to tell because I think it's brilliant thank you Adam So let's respond to these, uh, this message uh, now in, in song. We've uh, got the first song and then we'll just pause to reflect and, uh, and then we'll sing to, uh, to lively, joyful songs, just celebrating the, the, the power and the, the hope and the joy of the gospel that we can have the privilege of just sharing. But first of all, perhaps a, a more reflective song that we can we can respond to the Lord to. 